Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to Training in the Word on this first, uh, I think, Wednesday night of uh, December. Uh, I think it's the first, I don't know. But anyway, it's Wednesday night. Uh, we got a good training tonight. Uh, make sure you have your pen and your pencils and we have your undivided attention for what we're gonna train you tonight uh, in the word. It's always an honor, honor and a joy to come uh, before you with the word of God. Uh, in these last days, we have to really depend upon the word to get us through some of the trying and tedious times that's gonna come upon the face of the earth and you got to be strong and uh, bold and confident with the word of God. Sure, true to the word of God, no matter what. Um, tonight, we're going to uh, get into a very important lesson is the one that uh, uh, will keep us strong uh, in the presence of the Lord. I learned this from uh, Kenneth Hagin, uh, a guy that walked with the Lord for, was in ministry for over 65 years. And uh, one of the things he stressed is, um, is what I'm gonna deal with tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, is I love walk, I love walk. Love, L-O-V-E, walk, W-A-L-K. But I want to, in doing that, I want to um, minister on love, the greatest gift of God. Love, the greatest gift of God. Now, without love, there would have not been any salvation any deliverance, uh, any freedom, uh, any justification, purification, sanctification, manifestation, demonstration. You would, we wouldn't have none of that if it wasn't for the greatest gift of God, which is love. And so as we gather around this season of what they call Merry Christmas, we want to make sure that we understand why Christmas came. Christmas came because of love. Love of a dying world that had fallen prey to a fallen angel called Satan. When there was high treason was committed in the Garden of Eden, and the world was transmitted into his hands. And we went from love to hate, the world being hateful and so forth and so on. So we had to have the essence of love, the spirit of love to be in play for us to be able to call ourselves a child of God free from satanic influences. 
Now, I want us to go to a familiar scripture, John 3, 16. Again, love, the greatest gift of God. Now, love is the greatest gift you can give anybody uh, because it keeps you in the blessings of the Father. Okay? John 3, 16 says this, for God so loved the world. Now, notice that. For God so loved the world, he, he gave or he sent, watch this, he sent his only begotten son. He gave or he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believing on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Verse 19, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. You notice that men love darkness more than light because their deeds are evil. And because of those evil deeds, God sent Jesus to correct those evil deeds so that we'll not have evil deeds, we'll have deeds of sanctification, of salvation, a demonstration, so forth and so on. Now, notice this, for God, it didn't say for God loved the world. It said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but everlasting life. So gave or sent is Christmas. Remember? He sent Jesus to the earth. Why? Because he loved the world and all that there was in. So Christmas is about God sending love to the world. Amen. God sent love to the world through his son. Now, remember now, Jesus was sent by God on behalf of him. And they operated as one. So when God was sending Jesus, he was sending his love through Jesus. That love, ladies and gentlemen, is what enables us to receive salvation, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to receive the gifts of the Spirit, to receive the fruits of the Spirit. And that is so important. And that you never forget love. But you get this, love is the foundation of the kingdom. Love is the foundation of the kingdom. Without love, there would have not been a kingdom that was sent on this earth to redeem man from his sins. Okay, so love is the foundation. 
So everything then is built upon the love of God. Everything. So everything we do, uh, everything we achieve, everything we manifest, uh, all built upon the love of God. Again, love is the foundation by which this kingdom is built upon. And love is the foundation by which this kingdom runs its course. Uh, the kingdom of God uh, runs its course through the love of God. Hallelujah. Get that now. It's so important. Now, John 4 and 7. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. We will look at that. It's a very good uh, verse as we deal with love, the greatest gift of God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Now, love is of God. So then we understand that love then is of God, then we know love comes from God. See, love is not, love is, is, is not about God. Love is the very essence and the very DNA of God, the love of God. Now again, love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God, watch this, for God is love. Not about love, God is the essence. He is the DNA. He is the source of love. Amen. When we understand that, ladies and gentlemen, then we can get a better grip on that this kingdom that we're connected to is a love kingdom. And so that's why we call the love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our might. Amen. See, we call the love God. We call the love God with every fiber of our being because he loved us with every fiber of his spirit. And then he sent his spirit in a flesh man called Jesus so we can see that love in action. We can see that love uh, uh, operating and functioning so that we'll know how to operate and function by love. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Are you listening? See, love is one of the major keys to all the manifestations of blessings from God. And I'll show you why in just a few minutes. And when we understand that, ladies and gentlemen, 
and we begin to align our mind to God's love and how it functions and how it operates. Praise God. You understand that? Now, uh, then it goes on to say, verse 9, in this was manifested the love of God. Okay? And this was manifested the love of God toward us, humans, uh, his creations, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. God sent his son into the world. That is uh, Marian Christmas, his birth, which we celebrating. God sent his son into the world. So this love then was the basis of God sending Jesus into the world. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad he loved us? Aren't you glad he sent the love? If not, we'll be... We'll be full of evil deeds and everything else we can do. But the love of God is what keeps us from stepping out the boundaries of his spirit. Now, notice this. Because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Now we see. We live through him. Well, we live through that love. See, living through him, living through that love. Jesus always talking about how him and the Father love each other. Well, they love us more than you understand and more than you ever know. I'm telling you. And this is why we must understand love is the greatest gift of God toward humanity. Verse 10, herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Hallelujah. And sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. See, See, that's, that's, that's speaking to us. That's telling us how we're supposed to function. That same love that brought him into the world, that same love that caused him to leave heaven and come to earth and go through all kinds of hellish and demonic activity, hurt, pain, shame. He did it all because of love. Hallelujah. Amen. And see, when we understand it, ladies and gentlemen, we can better grasp what he wants us to do and how he wants us to function. Church, say amen to that. See, so again, we're trying to get you to understand why love is the greatest gift of God. Because without love, there will have been no salvation. There'll be no deliverance. There'll be no freedom. Uh, there'll be no miracles. There'll be no signs. There'll be no wonders. There'll be no gifts of the spirits. Uh, there will be nothing but curses and damnation upon our lives. Oh, thank God for the love of God. Hallelujah. That his love was extended toward us. 
that we might understand him in a greater dimension. Now, go to John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to look at that. Behold, what manner of love. See, we try to get you what, around Christmas time. What manner of love? Because Christmas is all about celebrating the love of God and blessing him and thanking him for uh, being willing to tell God, tell the Father, prepare me a body and I'll go down and I'll redeem men. With that body, with that body that was in, was in flesh inside Mary. Why? So he can redeem man. Love was the foundation of redemption for humanity. Hallelujah. Now, again, John, uh, again, John here, verse 1, 3 1, but what man of love? The Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knew, knew us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. If it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be just like him, for we shall see him as he is. Well, we have to see him as love. Let's see him as he is. As he is, it's a love. Uh, a loving individual, a caring individual that have sacrificed his life for mankind. Now, let's look at, uh, I think it's Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Let's see, Second Corinthians chapter, let's see, Second Corinthians Let's go here, chapter five. Come on, work with me. And we want to look at verse number 14, 2 Corinthians chapter five, verse 14. And then we're going to go to Romans. For the love of God, praise be unto God. For the love of God, for the love of Christ constraineth us. See, without that love, we can have no restraint. We'll be loose as a goose. We will walk in lawlessness, uh, anger, resentment, bitterness. All this stuff will overtake us. But it's the love of God, the love of Christ, that is constraining us because thus, because we thus judge that if one died, he will die for all. And so that love is, is causing us not to violate God and violate the cross, violate the blood violate our faith amen that love see we understand that love we 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 have a a, a, a revelation and understanding how grand and how good and how great that love is for us to accept them as lord and savior praise god man i'm telling you Thank God for the love of God. Amen. So Christmas is more than just gathering presents. And look, no, no, no. Christmas is about love changing the lives of individuals. 
through a man that was born to sacrifice his life for all humanity. Oh, what a sacrifice. Now, go to uh, Romans, if you will. Go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, amen. So now we'll call, ladies and gentlemen, to function in love, to walk in love. And there are ways we can do it. Uh, and it just don't happen. You have to love on purpose. <laughs> and sometimes you have to love in spite of. Because sometimes people just ain't going to be do right and do what they're supposed to be doing. And so... You have to tap into the love of Almighty God, and that's the only way you'll be able to do it. Now, in Romans chapter 5, um, this, I mean, this is good teaching here right now. Now, watch this. Verse 5. And hope make it not a shame, because the love of God Watch this close now. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, praise God, which is given unto us. Now, so now that love, God's love, has been poured into our hearts, into our spirit. By the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has impregnated us with the love of God. So we can give birth, birth to others. We can give birth to others because that love of God has impregnated us. Without that love impregnating us, we couldn't love people. There's no way in the world you'd be able to love anybody without that love of God. That's why we see all the hate in the world today. Now, let me, let me prove it to you. Hold on right there. We'll come back to this. Go to Ephesians, if you will. Go to Ephesians. And we'll look at something here. Let me find it. Hallelujah. All right, where is it at? Yes, Ephesians chapter 3. Verse number 16. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that ye or you being rooted and grounded in love. See, that word root means go down deep, impregnated, uh, penetrated your heart, your mind, your will, your emotion. Now, dwell in your hearts by faith and that you be rooted and grounded in love. Why? Verse 18. 
may be able. See, may be able. So if if you ain't rooted and grounded in love, you're not going to be able, ladies and gentlemen, may be able to comprehend with all saints, for all people, whether it's the, the breath, the length, the depth, and the height. See, without that love penetrating us or the Holy Spirit breathing that love in us, we won't be able to walk in love. Verse 9, 19, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, fill, being filled with the fullness of God is being filled with the love of God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Now, again, we see if, if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to impregnate me and that I'm able to birth love to people or the saints, the length, the breath, the bitter side of love, then I won't be able to function properly as Jesus did when he walked on this earth. See, he was born so I can walk in love. He was born so I can walk in the fulfillment of love. Amen. Now, back over here to uh, chapter 5, verse 7 again, that the love of God been shed abroad in our hearts. He is there. The love of God is in every born-again believer, but it's what they do with it. It's how they develop it. Well, you know, you can't really develop anything until you discover that you have it. So once you discover that you have love, you're able to develop that love because it's been discovered in your life. I have that. Oh, let me develop that. Let me, let me feed upon that so I can grow in that. And most people can't function in love because they haven't really discovered how much the love of God they have. So they have short love, uh, 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 no love, uh, uh, mismatched love. I mean, just, just, just love all twisted. And God's love is not twisted. <laughs> it never is and never will be. Sometimes we don't understand it, how he loved people. When we see things happen, he still loved people. Sometimes he blessed them. And you go like, how they get blessed? The love of God. Sometimes you understand it. Sometimes you don't. See, we don't know all the ins and outs of that person. We don't know why God's doing that. We don't know what point of their life God's trying to woo them in. And we judge it from the outside and God judging from the inside. So sometimes it's better for us just to be quiet because we really don't know what God's doing in that person's life because we're on the outside looking in. God, God is on the inside looking out. Are you listening, class? So be very careful when we're dealing with things like that. Now, that's what it's reading over here. Praise God. Um, verse 6, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7. For sacredly, scarcely, excuse me, for a righteous man will one die. Yet, preventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God, somebody say, but God commended his love toward us. Even that. While we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. Ooh. See, but God. See, but God had a different view than you and I. The Bible said, while we were yet in a simple state, he allowed love to die for us because he believed that we was going to accept that love once we discovered it. And we knew we could have partake, partaker of that. He knew, he believed that we would accept it and we would be accepted in the beloved. See, that's part of his mindset. That was why he was doing it. See, he was operating by faith. Yeah, God was operating by faith when he sent Jesus into the earth to die for you and me. First, he had to be born, then he had to die. But God did all this by faith. What? <laughs> and now, watch this here. I'm going to show you how he was able to accomplish it by faith. You want to see it? Well, go, go to Galatia. I'm going to show you. And you're going to see it too. Go to Galatia. And you know, this is still the premise today for us to receive and believe things from God. He set the premise for us. He set the pattern. He set the foundation. Amen. Now, watch this. Look at verse number six. Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, circumcision, excuse me, but faith which worketh by love. See, when God sent Jesus into the earth, born, and the Bible says, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us, but he didn't just die, he was born. God was doing that through love. See, love now is being expressed by faith. See, he had faith that he loved us, we were going to accept it. <laughs> we'll get a hold of this. See, see, faith working by love. So God's love causes faith to go into action. Believe that if he sent Jesus to die for us, that we were going to receive him because he loved us that much. And when people really recognize the love of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God that he has for them, they receive him by faith. Why? Faith works by love. I told you it was the foundation. Huh? So love is the premise for your faith to work. So if I'm out of love, I'm not walking in love, how can my faith work? And this is why the enemy wants you to always be on the other side of love so your faith won't work. He can block your prayer. He can accuse God. She's not walking in love. He's not walking in love. You can't give him that. You can't release that to him. See, because the Bible says he is accused of the brother. He go before the Lord night and day accusing of the things we're not doing. See, faith which works by love, a faith which is expressed by love, 
my translation say, are you listening to me, class? And so uh, uh, the Amplified says, uh, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Working through love. And a lot of times, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we try to do things, but we're doing it outside of love. What if we're doing it outside this? We're doing it outside of love. Guess what? We're not going to receive anything because we're asking amiss because we're not asking from the place of the love of God. Don't shut me down because I'm teaching real good. And this is why the enemy uh, want to get in your soul and block you and lock you up and have you not forgiving people, not releasing people, holding things for years and years and years and months and months. And the devil clapping his hands and say, just keep on holding, keep on doing it because you ain't going to get no blessing. You have to let people go. You have to forgive them quickly. Amen. So the blessings of the Lord won't be blocked. By your hate, love releases miracles, signs, and wonders. Right here in the Bible now, faith, which works by love. So God worked his faith through the love he had for the world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Because of his love, he's able to release faith and sent Jesus to die for us. Even while we're yet sinners, it all happened because of him. Come on, say amen. It's good news, man. So I'm trying to give you why Christmas is so important. The love of God, the greatest gift of God is love. You understand that? Praise is wonderful name. And he loved us so much, he didn't want us to be lost. He didn't want us to be out here by ourselves. And so God devised a plan in love to put us back together again with him and his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now go to Ephesians chapter 2. Now, I want to say this to you. You, you. you keep this in your soul. Every step out of love is sin. Oh, about to hear that love not walking in darkness. Well, if you're walking in darkness, ladies and gentlemen, you in sin. A lot of people in sin trying to be blessed and wonder why it's not happening. They got hate. Uh, they got stuff in their heart, stuff in their mind. Uh, they keep rehearsing it by saying it over and over again. God said, no, you're in the forgiveness. You're still in, you're still in ill will. The Bible says love working no ill against his brother. There's a lot of these people working ill, will against people, saying things, criticizing, demoralizing, uh, talking down, talking behind their backs, all this kind of stuff. That ain't God. And they're blocking their blessing. Why? Every step out of love is sin. Don't shut me down because I'm teaching real good. Every step out of love is sin, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, hold on. We we in Ephesians chapter two. Go go to Romans again. Go, let's flip back over to Romans. What much time? What my time at? Okay. Romans chapter thirteen. 
Praise his name. Now, nobody was more done wrong than Jesus. And you know I'm telling you the truth. He fed them. He, he healed them. He delivered them. He protected them. And they still uh, turned their back on him and demoralized him and criticized him and say he wasn't saved, say he wasn't called, say he wasn't the son of God. You see, we all subject to the same pressures that Jesus walked through. But the Bible said he never said a reviling word. He never said a word back to them. And you know what he said on the cross? Do you know what he said on the cross? Father, forgive them. He didn't say, Father, kill them. He said, Father, forgive them. But they know that what they do. How could he say that? Remember, while he was yet sinner, while, while we were yet sinner, God sent his love, his son, to die for us. Amen. You see it? Can you, can you visualize what the Holy Spirit is saying? And, uh, you know, walking in love don't mean you, you lay down to be a puppy. I ain't talking about that. You know, we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about walking in truth, walking in the light of the word. Is what I'm talking about. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to walk off from people because they're not going to respond right anyhow, but you just do right. And, but you don't have to, you know, sub yourself to craziness. I'm not talking about that. You know, Jesus is sub, sub, subject himself to craziness. If they weren't right, he went somewhere else. He, he wouldn't even waste time with them. See, uh, he, he wouldn't. Paul was the same way. You know, Paul said, if you get there, they don't, don't like right. He said, Shut, shake the dust off your feet and go to somebody. Keep on moving till you find somebody going to receive the love. He doesn't, don't stay there and get beat up. Don't stay there and get um, downthrotten and criticized. He said, you ain't got to stay there and put up with that. Just shake, shake the dust off your feet and go to the next town. And, and those who receive you, receive you. And those who reject you, you leave them alone. So we're not talking about being mushy and, 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 and let people walk on you and, 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 and I, you know, you know what I'm saying? We ain't talking about that. Amen. Cause to walk in love, you got to be both. Amen. Love don't mean you're weak. Love means you're strong and you're going to be tell the truth. The Bible says, speak the truth in love. That's not, not being soft, speaking the truth in love. I'm just telling you how it's supposed to go. Now, in, in Romans chapter 13, that's a little side journey from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, we're talking about every step out of love is sin. And the Bible says, he that walketh not in, in, in the love of God or in the light of God, he said, in him, if, if they don't walk in love, to him, he's in darkness. We just read over 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, 7, uh, 7 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We just read that over there. Right? Now, in Romans chapter 13, look at verse 10. See, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Saints of God, did you hear what the Bible just said to us? The Amplified said, love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Therefore, love meets all the requirements 
and it's the fulfillment of the law. Do you see that? Now, so if I'm doing that, I can't be in the love of God because God never did and Jesus never did. So you can't say that you can do that and um, be right. No, not according to scripture. You're in darkness. If you're in darkness, you're in sin. And if you're in sin, you're going to miss the blessings of God that make rich and add no sorrow. Praise God. That's just the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm not making nothing up. I'm almost finished. Now let's go back over to, um, I think we said, what was it, Romans? I'm just trying to flow with the Holy Ghost here. See, but you got to know this is how God expects you and I to operate in. Amen. Now, love is the medicine for health and wealth. Love is the medicine for health and wealth. Love is the key to God's victory in your life. Write these things down now. Love is the medicine for health and wealth. Love is the key to God's victory in your life. Amen. Now, let me give you this. We're, we're closing. We said a lot here tonight. Love is the foundation of faith. I know we said it, but I want to re reiterate that. Love is the foundation of faith. Hate is the foundation of fear. So you're going you're gonna to locate yourself now. Hate is the foundation of fear. Love comes from the light of God. Say so Jesus is the light of the world. Uh, love comes from the light of God. Fear comes from the darkness of Satan. Fear comes from the darkness of Satan. So you understand this is why the enemy wants you to get uh, have you in hate because when you start hate the spirit of fear going to grip you. When you get into fear uh, darkness is going to start setting on you. 
and you're not going to see right, you're not going to feel right, you're not going to operate right because you're outside the parameters of the love of God. Now, let's go back over to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to close there. It's a whole lot more we can say this, but Ephesians chapter 2 now, back over here. And I want to look at this again because we're talking about the love of God brought us back together again, brought us back together as a family because when Adam fell, God lost his family. Through love, God got his family back. And love is what keeps a family together. You can't be a strong family without love, without trust one another. Amen. Now, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you can do your best, but you can't make people walk in love. You can't make people yield to your love. You can't make people understand your love. And so sometimes you have to love people at a distance. And that's okay. God's good with that. You ain't doing it wrong. You just love them at a distance. You respect them. Uh, but you keep your heart pure and clean. See? Uh, there's a scripture say if it be if it be possible, live peaceable with all men. Sometimes it's just not possible. You know, Jesus didn't live peaceable with all men. You had the Sadducees and the Pharisees and, and all them crazy people uh, fighting Jesus every day. But he just loved them what it was and just come on moving. Didn't argue with them. He knew they were there, but he just kept moving. Even, even Judas. He knew Judas was there, but he just kept on moving. See. And so you and I have to have that same mindset that this mind being you was also in Christ Jesus. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, we're back over there again. And I believe this is going to be the last one if, if, if the Holy Spirit don't give me the more. Now, you know, love is one of the, love is the first fruit of the Spirit. Oh, in Galatians, uh, Galatians 5 and 20. Uh, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. So love and actually, love is how all the other fruits come into, uh, into your life. Love brings joy. Love brings peace. Love brings happiness. Love brings temperance. Love brings goodness. Love brings meekness. Love brings faith. See, all that's birthed out of love, ladies and gentlemen. And you and I have to understand that and be ready to submit to the spirit of love and the law of love on a consistent basis. Again, we're not saying you got to be mushy in and let people walk on you. No, we're not talking about that. Praise God. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 6. And again, we're going to see, but God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad there's a but God? But God, who is rich in mercy. For his great love. What kind? Great love. Wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins. Have quickened us together with Christ. And by grace are you saved. Have raised us up together. And made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness 
toward us through Christ Jesus, the love of God. See, Jesus was the very epitome of the love of God. I mean, he was the essence of the love of God. He was the display of the love of God. He was the format. He was the, he was the expression. He was the fragrance. He was the odor of the love of God. See, with great love, ladies and gentlemen, he took time, had a plan that he would send his son to earth to a little virgin called Mary. And there he will put his spirit so he can redeem man back to him. And this is why we can call it a Merry Christmas because it was a love event that God gave to us over 2,000 years ago. This great plan went into action to set us free. I want you to think about that this Christmas. How much he loved us. How much he loved us that he was willing to give up his very own so we can become his very own. Hallelujah. Amen. Love. The greatest gift of God. I pray you have enjoyed this wonderful training tonight like I have. Amen. Now notice John 3, 16. For God so the world loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only. There was, there, was, there was not another one for him to give. He gave his only begotten son. Amen. Because he loved the world. Now, my question to you, he loved you that much. How much are you willing to give him that much during this Christmas time? Have you focused on a gift you can bring to him? Have you focused on a gift you can honor him with? Because you love, he loved you with such an awesome love. Have you thought about what you can give him as we celebrate his interest into the world? to redeem us so we can worship and praise and give him thanks and receive all the benefits of heaven on earth. For God so loved the world, he gave. Now, it's time for you to give. He didn't cheat you. He didn't find the cheapest way to get you out of your sin. He used the most expensive way he could. He used his very own son. Because he was out the sons. And the only way he could get sons is he had to sow a son to get sons. What was he operating in? The law of seed time and harvest. He sold Jesus into the earth.
into a young woman as a seed. She gave birth. He came forth, walked on this earth three and a half years, went to the cross on Calvary, died, went into the earth, spent three days there. He blossomed again through that earth, came forth at first fruits to redeem, to redeem human beings. That's you and I, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what can you offer him this Christmas? How much is that worth to you? We can never pay him, but we can't show him how much we love him. So this Christmas, so every time you give, you think about it, it's always Christmas. You know what? Because it's always about his love. But you bring something. You bless him this month. Don't you hold back. Don't you take all that money and put it on physical things when you could be sowing into spiritual things because he sold into you spiritual things. So tonight you have opportunity to worship God and love through your tithes and through your offerings. Will you love him tonight like he has loved you? Would you give him the same expression that he has given you? Oh, he would delight in your gift. Amen. So tonight, Minister Janice is going to put out there how you can put your seed in the ground. But don't cheat him this month. You know, it's sad that the month of December is a, is a, is a time when uh, a lot of the church is the office, the lowest in the year because people are taking their money and planting it outside. We're not saying that's wrong. Hear me. I'm not saying that's wrong. Not at all. But have you thought about bringing him a nice gift? Now, if you have not thought about bringing him a nice gift, now I think that's wrong. Because the Bible says, first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things. You seek him first. You, you bless him first. And after that, then everything else you need will come into fruition. I'm not, this is not a condemning message. This is a message to encourage you and give you confidence. Bless the Lord. Bless him because he's been good to you. You're in the 12th month of the year and you're still yet living. You got the activity of your limbs. You're clothing your right mind. You have businesses, you have jobs, so forth and so on. Oh, none, take none of that for granted. All that. It's because he purposed that through love. All right? So you got three ways to give. You have three opportunities to give. One, your tithes, and, your, your tithes 10%. Uh, what you make belong to God. Your offerings 
is that your free will offers, what you give to him because you love him and you appreciate him and you want to show him how much you pray. So you give him an arbitrary love gift. Third, you, you honor your priests, those whom God has set over you to train you, to build you and protect you, pray for you. You honor them according to the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, those are three things. All that, all those are you releasing your love aspect, your love uh, 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 attitude towards tithe, your love attitude towards uh, free will given, and your love attitude towards your priest. See, for God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. <laughs> He gave because he loved the world. See, when you love, you give. You don't steal. You don't cheat. You don't lie. You give. And when you do, when you learn how to give, I promise you, you're going to learn how to live the abundant life in Christ. I pray you have enjoyed as they say, the politician, this is uh, Dr. Andrew, our Lord. I approve this message. Praise God. Look, it was a joy coming into your home. Hallelujah. And sharing the gospel of Jesus with you. Listen, Sunday morning, come ready to praise him because you love him. To praise him because he's been good to you. To praise him because he sent his spirit to live in you. Praise him because he gave you the Holy Ghost. Praise him because he got angels protecting you, surrounding you every day. Praise him because he gave you a good family. Praise him because he gave you a good job. We love him because of his goodness. So, Father, we thank you for your love. There's no greater gift that you have given to humanity, your precious creation, than the love of yourself. That we, that we are enabled to love you back the way you have loved us. You told us that we should love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do exactly that. And he know how much we love him because we thank him and we praise him and we worship him. We don't, we don't cross him. We don't lie to him. We don't sin on him. But we love him and we appreciate him. For all that he has rendered to us to be called a child of God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see you on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock with a special word from God. Come, listen, expecting a miracle from God. Come with high intensity of your faith. See, God meet us at the level of our faith. He told him, according to your faith, being under you. Okay, so we see you on Sunday morning. Grace, peace, increase, grace, peace, increase, protection, and provision be yours in Christ. In his name we pray, amen. Peace out.